Let's go to the rural news now with Susan Murray in Kirikiriroa, Hamilton. Susan, uh, the Crown Pastoral Land Reform Act comes into force today. Good afternoon, Max. The government has introduced the new rules to better protect the 1.2 million hectares of Crown pastoral land in the South Island High Country. Under the changes, farmers will need to get consents for discretionary pastoral activities, commercial recreation permits, and they'll need to provide better public access to the land. Toitu Te Whenua Land Information New Zealand pastoral team manager James Holborough says the changes will make it easier to work more closely with farmers. What we're seeing at the moment is that farmers are being a lot more specific about where they want to carry out activities. So rather than a blanket application to do an activity over thousands of hectares, they'll be much more specific about saying this area of land will suit this type of activity, this other bit, maybe a patch of bush or a gully head might be fenced off because it's got some great regenerating native bush in there. Meanwhile, the High Country Accord promotes and protects the rights of pastoral leaseholders. Chair Kate Cox says High Country farmers regard themselves as stewards of, stewards of the land and support efforts to protect it, but the rules simply mean more admin. I think there's definitely some trepidation within the High Country farmers. Um, if you look at the consent regime as it stands at the moment, normally Lynn's, who administer the pastoral leases, would process around 100 consent applications annually. Over the last couple of months, they've had over 200 applications come in that will be processed under existing law. And I guess when you consider that that's coming from only around 150 pastoral leases, it gives you an appreciation of the unease that's within the lessee community um, about the new rules that are coming in. Kate Cox, who farms Merino sheep at Mount Nicholas Station near Queenstown, says a one-size-fits-all approach won't work with high country farms. They range right from Southland through to Marlborough. We've got everything from close to a two-metre rainfall through to you know, effectively a desert and a 350 mil rainfall, lots of different topography, soil types. Yeah, there couldn't be a more diverse range of properties and so having a one-size-fits-all approach just really doesn't work. And so being able to look at these properties on an individual basis and make the decisions that work best for the, the property, the people on them and the ongoing sustainability of the property from a, you know, from a social, economic you know, and an environmental stance makes sense. And, and we are really heartened that Lynn seems to be starting to think that too. Kate Cox from the High Country Accord. Groundswell has just delivered a petition with over 100,000 signatures to Parliament calling on the government to stop the farming tax. Submissions close tomorrow on the plan which could see farmers pay an on-farm split gas levy for emissions from 2025. Groundswell founders Bryce McKenzie and Laurie Patterson drove the petition to the steps of Parliament this morning on a tractor. They say the petition shows there is huge support to drop the idea of farm emissions tax altogether. Meat Cooperative Alliance Group has made a record profit of $117 million for the year to September, an 186% jump on last year's profit. Company Chair Murray Taggart says the record performance is due to strong international meat prices, and he says investing in streamlining operations and focusing on selling higher value cuts are also paying off. I've got to say, for a couple of years we thought we were going to... uh uh, sort of see uh, the, the fruits of that, but it, um, every time we got our hand close to it, it seemed to uh, get snatched away, and, and then this year all the stars are finally lined up. 
It, it certainly, if you'd asked us at the start of the year, would we turn in a result like this, we would have said you were dreaming. But by being very agile across markets and, and really optimising uh, where we place product, we've actually uh, ended up in a pretty good space. Murray Taggart says the company is continuing to invest in significant projects that will benefit shareholders in the future. We're trying to uh, get more robotics and to automate more, but we're also uh, pretty focused on uh, some of our uh, co-product lines um, where we think there's a lot more value can be captured by a little bit of investment. So uh, we've got some pretty exciting projects there, not quite at the point we're ready to announce them, but uh, um, assuming we can pull them off, we think they're well worth investing in. You know, we've got uh, some of the stuff in the rendering uh, stream that uh, we're trying to extract from there, things like pelts that are returning uh, very low value at the moment, and uh, we're looking for opportunities that uh, in, in a very different space for them. Murray Taggart says the solid return means Alliance will pay out $11 million to shareholders. The Farm Foresters Association says misinformation about pine trees is stopping constructive dialogue around plantation farming, carbon credits and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. President Graham West says comments circulating online and in media that pine trees fall over when they're 30 years old and the country is getting covered in trees are alarmist. He says beef and lamb-backed research shows last year 52,000 hectares of farmland were bought by forestry-related companies companies, up from 38,000 the year before. But that needs context. Put into context against the 10 million hectares we've got in pasture, it's about half a percent a year. So this is hardly covering New Zealand and pine trees or anything like it. And you know, it's going to take about 20 years before there's anything like 10% of New Zealand's pasture in trees. It's simply not happening at this alarmist rate and it's become a distraction to the whole conversation. Graham West says being a fourth generation farmer, he understands concerns about changing land use, but climate change will have a bigger impact than trees. This is going to have huge impact on farmers into the future and we've got to react. That impact could far exceed anything that forest offsetting may do to New Zealand and the devastation that could happen to rural communities from climate change. You know, think of drought, think of flooding, think of erosion. And so, you know, that could be stripped of its production by climate change very easily in 20 years' time if we, if we don't react. We've got to see the bigger picture here. And New Zealand is making a large contribution to that per person. We're not innocents in this Mr West accepts it seems counterproductive big overseas companies are offsetting their emissions by buying carbon credits here. But he says New Zealand can take the moral high ground if it meets carbon commitments before other countries. And that's the rural news for today. Kui te purongo o te